Welcome to the Magnificat Podcast. We are an international ministry to Catholic women. Throughout this series, we will pray together, share insights, and hear amazing testimonies, typically from women of faith who have been touched by the power of the Lord in their lives. This is a decidedly Catholic podcast, and in this series, you will hopefully learn more about the Catholic faith, God, the Blessed Mother, and much more. Thanks so much for joining us. Now let's listen to a great program. In the 1980s, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn felt led to write a Bible study. Along the way, they met and were encouraged by two saints, Pope John Paul II and Mother Teresa. Marie clearly remembers meeting Pope John Paul II. She said that he was so gracious with that beautiful smile he had, and she said he went on to uh, greet Deacon Ken first, and she said, I don't remember what he said to him directly, but when he came to me, I remember him distinctly saying to us, do not get discouraged, finish your work. And then she said he took both of their hands and gave them a blessing. Well, if that were not enough, Mother Teresa uh, goes on to tell them that it is a wonderful work of God, and I assure you of my prayers that you may continue to do this work, which he has entrusted to you with great love. As it turns out, the Bible study, before it was even published, went all over the world through Mother Teresa's order, the Missionaries of Charity, and also the Legionnaires of Christ. This Bible study, The Bread of Life, is a Catholic Bible study. It has the Neil Obstat and Imprimatur and focuses on the readings for the coming weekend. Let's listen now as Marie helps us to hear the Word, pray the Word, study the Word, proclaim the Word, and live the Word of the Lord Jesus Christ. Welcome to the Bread of Life Catholic Bible Study. The Paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, 26. Let us begin with prayer. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Father, I cannot understand your word without your grace. I acknowledge my weakness so your power can reach perfection in me. Send your Holy Spirit to remind, teach, and guide me to the truth. And may I share as soon as possible whatever you teach me. Come, Holy Spirit, fill the hearts of your faithful and kindle in us the fire of your love. Amen. The application from last Sunday's third Sunday of Ordinary Time This week's first reading tells us that God's word was proclaimed clearly and explained completely. The second reading shows that we are the body of Christ and and Christ is our head. The gospel reveals that a prophet is not recognized or accepted in his hometown. This week, Ask the Holy Spirit to reveal your gifts. Then share them with your family, friends, and community. 
Remember, the spirit of the Lord is upon you, and he has anointed you to teach your family about him. You can feed your family, friends, and community God's holy word. Let the gift of healing be released in you by reaching out to someone who is hurting, sick or lonely. Do not be afraid to use your gifts. Just remember that you have been anointed by the Holy Spirit. And I'd like to share with you how Deacon Ken reached out to help someone in need in the ripple effect it had. This was back in 1982. A young man who was going to trial told me his mother had flown out here from New York so she could be present during his trial. This woman is the mother of 10 children and had never been in an airplane before and had only heard of the name of the town where the jail was. I told him that I would see if something could be done for his mother. I related the story to Sister Mary of a local church. And in just a matter of a few hours, the power of Christian love exploded. This beautiful Christian woman reached into her community and provided a team that gave transportation to and from the jail. A family supplied housing, another family furnished clothing, and sister took the mother shopping for various other needs. This Christian example was what the young man's mother took home with her to New York. She knows that her son is being loved and cared for by our brother Jesus through his many other brothers and sisters like Sister Mary in her community. Well, I answered that. I have been keeping in touch with my brother who has COVID, reassuring him God is with him and reminding him he is a temple of the Holy Spirit. 1 John 4, 4 says, you belong to God, children, and you have conquered them. For the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. What was a helpful or new thought from the readings or from the homily you heard on Sunday? And from what you learned, what personal application did you choose to apply to your life this week? Deacon Ken had a prophet is not recognized in his hometown. His application, many times your neighbors, friends, or family do not see us special in the Lord's eyes. It is because they are familiar with you. Look for Jesus in them. And I have, the people listened attentively to Ezra and the eyewitnesses of Jesus wrote down what they saw and heard what Jesus was doing. My application, listen attentively to the readings at Mass and to what the Holy Spirit wants to teach me from the readings of the day this week and apply what he teaches me to my life. Listen and journal whatever he teaches me. He taught me to listen 
to my family, not just with my ears, but with my heart, through body language. The body language of others shows me their need for love and their need to give love. This week is the fourth Sunday in Ordinary Time. The first reading is Jeremiah 1, 4 to 5, 17 to 19. The second reading is 1 Corinthians 12, 31 through 13, 13. This is my favorite scripture because this is the scripture that turned me around. And the gospel is Luke 4, 21 to 30. A reading from the gospel of Luke. He said to them, today the scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing. And all spoke highly of him and were amazed at the gracious words that came from his mouth. They also asked, isn't this the son of Joseph? He said to them, surely you will quote me this proverb, physician, cure yourself and say, do here in your native place the things that we heard were done in Capernaum. And he said, amen, I say to you, no prophet is accepted in his own native place. Indeed, I tell you, there were many widows in Israel in the days of Elijah when the sky was closed for three and a half years and a severe famine spread over the entire land. It was to none of these that Elijah was sent, but only to a widow in Zarephath in the land of Sidon. Again, there were many lepers in Israel during the time of Elisha the prophet, yet not one of them was cleansed, but only Naaman, the Syrian. When the people in the synagogue heard this, they were all filled with fury. They rose up, drove him out of the town, and led him to the brow of the hill on which their town had been built to hurl him down headlong. But he passed through the midst of them and went away. The Gospel of the Lord. Questions. What did Jesus say after he read in the synagogue the passage from Isaiah? Today, this scripture passage is fulfilled in your hearing it. How did all speak of Jesus, and what did some ask? They spoke highly of him. Some asked, isn't this the son of Joseph? What did Jesus say? Surely you will quote me this proverb, physician, cure yourself and say, do here in your native place the things that we heard were done in Capernaum. And where is no prophet accepted? In his own native place. How was Jesus accepted by his own relatives? Mark 3, 21 says, when his relatives heard of this, they set out to seize him. But they said, he is out of his mind. What did Jesus say about the widows in Israel? The one widow of Zarephath in the land of Sidon, the lepers in Israel, and Naaman the Syrian, said there were many widows and lepers in Israel, but only the widow and Zarephath 
in the land of Sidon, and Naaman, the Syrian, were healed. With what were the people filled who heard Jesus in the synagogue? With fury. To whom are we not to be a companion? Proverbs twenty two twenty four says, Be not friendly to a hot-headed man, nor the companion of a wrathful man. What does a fool do? Proverbs twenty nine eleven says, the fool gives vent to his, all his anger, but by biding his time, the wise man calms it. What did the people in the synagogue do to Jesus? They rose up and drove him out of the town. And what did Jesus do? He passed through the midst of them. What did the people try to do to Jesus? And what prevented that, this from happening? John eight fifty nine says, they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid and went out to the temple area. Personal, in what way have you not been accepted in your family, church, or native place for your belief and for speaking about Jesus? In what way have you not accepted someone in your family, church, or native place? for their belief. What do you need to do to become one with other believers? Deacon Ken wrote, mostly in the hierarchy of my church, they think I am too much of a fundamentalist. I do not compromise my belief in Jesus Christ. Another book, he said, my level of coordination, their slowness to accept God's word, and be more accepting, be less preachy, more witnessing. And I answered that personal question. They don't come around. They don't come to my house, mostly because I live a different lifestyle. I'm a widow, and my interests are different. Although I feel like I am accepted by my children and respected and honored for who I am, I was once rejected by a friend for quoting scripture too much. I do not accept the lifestyle of some in my family who have different beliefs. Listen more to the person sharing their views and use God's word to back up my view of situations. That's what I need to do. I depend on God's word with the teaching of the Holy Spirit on a daily basis. Let's go into the Psalm 71, 1 to 6, 15 to 17. In you, Lord, I take refuge. Let me never be put to shame. In your justice, rescue and deliver me. Listen to me and save me. Be my rock in refuge, my secure stronghold, for you are my rock and fortress. My God, rescue me from the power of the wicked, from the clutches of the violent. You are my hope, Lord, my trust, God, for my youth. On you I depend since birth. From my mother's womb, you are my strength. My hope in you never wavers. My mouth shall proclaim your, your just deeds. Day after day, 
your acts of deliverance. Though I cannot number them all, I will speak of the mighty works of the Lord. Oh God, I will tell of your singular justice. God, you have taught me from my youth. To this day, I proclaim your wondrous deeds. What is the Lord saying to you personally through the psalm, and how can you apply it to your life? Deacon Ken said, you are my refuge in his application by being a source of help to others. Another application he had, I tried to reach out, bring others deliverance in the rescuing arms of Jesus. My hope and trust is in the Lord. My dependence is on him from the day I was born. He has been my strength from my mother's womb. In the application, by proclaiming his wondrous deeds, what he has done in my life, witness to his saving hand. He freed me from anger and bitterness and selfishness and brought me into his glorious light. And that came through the word of God. That came through 1 Corinthians 11, 1 Corinthians 13, the chapter on love. He freed me through his word, the word of God. The commentary. In experiencing the rejection and anger of his friends and neighbors, Jesus faced the cross at the beginning of his short public ministry. They were insulted and furious, and they wanted to push him over a cliff and silence him completely. The remarks by Jesus stung the people of Nazareth because Jesus was saying that non-believers were more interested in God's good news than they were. Jesus told them that they needed to enter into a deep state of repentance and even accused them of being as unbelieving as the people of the Northern Kingdom. Today, there are many so-called believers who become very angry and hostile when they are challenged about the way they are practicing their faith. In almost every country, we see a breakdown in the family and traditional values. We hear from many religious leaders in different nations calling for a spiritual renewal. Before we can call for any kind of renewal, we have to call all believers into repentance. There can be no renewal unless there is first repentance. Jesus told them that in him, everything is complete. And they did not believe him in rising above their expectations. He began to reveal the mystery of the resurrection. To know Christ is to know the truth. And knowledge of this truth is what this world desperately needs today. People all over the world are confused and lost. If we expect people to turn to God, we will have to let them see this truth in us. People that are confused need to see in us the love of Jesus. This is a love that reaches outwardly to the unloved, the unwashed, and the unwanted. The application, the first reading shows that putting our trust in God will give us the strength to overcome our fears. 
The second reading revealed that the power of love overcomes all obstacles. The gospel tells us this is the love that must be proclaimed outwardly, even when it is not accepted. This week, look at each member of your family with God's eyes and see their beauty and particular special gifts. With each family member or with a friend, take time to say, what I like most about you is. Then watch the power of love as that person becomes radiant in the glow of God's love through your love. And let us close with prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you so much for teaching us about your love and we get into your word. Thank you for being with us. Thank you for giving us your spirit that is with us at all times and will never leave us. We thank you, Lord, as long as we stay with you. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. God bless you. Have a wonderful week. To more fully participate each week, you may visit the St. Dismas Guild website at stdismasguild.org. That's S-T-D-I-S-M-A-S-G-U-I-L-D dot O-R-G to either purchase the Bread of Life Bible Study book or download the complimentary lessons. In 1989, Deacon Ken and Marie Finn began this prison, pro-life, and pro-family ministry to remind us that the paraclete, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will instruct you in everything and remind you of all that I have told you. John 14, verse 26. God bless. Thanks so much for listening to this Magnificat podcast. Have you been touched by our time together? If so, for more information or to find a Magnificat chapter near you, go to our website at magnificat-ministry.org or visit us on social media. We would love to hear from you. You can also email us at magnificatcst at aol.com or call 504-828-MARY, M-A-R-Y. Until the next time, may God bless you.